Welcome back to the Nullified Take channel here on YouTube where we've got the TNT takes for you on Traitors Australia Season 2 and what a treacherous season this was. We had a bombshell of a finale to talk about and uh, the chat's already going off talking about everything that happened and um, we will acknowledge that in a second but I think the juicy tidbits of how this whole thing ended up. We'll, we'll leave that for later in the podcast. We'll get back to it. We'll let it cook throughout this live. And then I've got some spicy takes on what I think of this season as a whole. But I'm your host, Chris, and with me, as always, is my ride or die, Kahuna. Kahuna, how you doing, buddy? How have you been since the last time we spoke? We did the challenge podcast not that long ago. I may have lost Kahuna, so I'm going to come over to you, Tom. Tom is my other <laughs> co-host here on the podcast. Tom, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. The new Olivia Rodrigo album came out this week, and, you know, great great finale to Traders, so it's been an awesome week, you know. Very happy about it. <laughs> yeah, well, this was your first season of Traitors, man. Like, what a season to start on. Like, I mean, you've never seen the endgame before. I'm sure it would have been pretty shocking to you how things ended up in this season. Um, after the season as a whole, without going too much into the finale, what's your thoughts on Traitor? Is is this a season or a show that you can get? You can see yourself getting more invested in it as it continues on? Yeah, I'm definitely keen. I want to go back and um, watch uh, like the American seasons and you know season one of Australia and all that. But yeah, no, it was a it was a crazy, crazy uh, season overall. Like, um, I it almost feels like a parody of what reality TV actually is. You know, just you know, we'll see it the whole ending. But we'll get into that later. You know, I know. You know, we got a little cook, Tom. We got a little cook. You know, like get into it towards the end of this. It, it felt like um. I don't know if anyone in the chat has watched this show, but um, it felt like a total drama island season, which is um a, a cartoon, which is a parody of reality TV. It felt very much on brand <laughs> for, for that that show. <laughs> I've not watched yeah. it, but you you've got me intrigued now. Let's say hello to a few it's people really here good. in the live. We've got before Danica saying, "I'm probably going to be late this morning. I need to take my husband to work and then daughter to work. I'll try to listen in the car." And I've noticed that Danica has popped back into the live later on to show us that she is here. Welcome, Danica, to the live as always. Uh, also, Michael saying that Sarah was the best player this season. Changed my mind. Well, we will talk about Sarah's performance a little bit later on. Thanks for uh, your input there, Mucky. Um, Andre Lee with the 10 New Zealand dollars straight off the bat saying, the good news is that we'll be getting a third trader's AU due to the money they saved this season. How much chocolate milk can Mucky buy with that remaining prize money? We should not be indulging this. Please, Andrew, let's let's get off the chalky milk stuff with uh, Mucky. Uh, but thank you for the $10. Really appreciate it. Obviously, we'll go straight back into the podcast as we continue to improve the show. Andrew Lee also says, officially straight into the top 10, even possible top five best endings to a reality competition show. We'll, we will talk about that in a bit. Um, Andrew also saying, due to the Traders Australia, I do not really want to hear the word evidence much more this year. Yeah, they, they did not have much evidence at all. Um, who else do we have here as well? We've got RD saying jaw dropped with uh, looks like a kind of like a scared looking emoji there. Uh, we do have Kahuna back in the live now. Kahuna, officially. Impeccable timing to the by me, as always. <laughs> as soon as you start the intros, as soon as you live, that's when I get cut out. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to be here and I'm glad I could come back on. So great season of the show. Is it a great season of the Traders or a great finale of the Traders? I'm not sure, but we're going to discuss that overall, I'm sure. 
Yeah, definitely will discuss that. I am very interested to hear your takes on it. Before we get too deep into this finale, please consider subscribing to the channel. We are five subs away from 2,000 subscribers. So if you're listening to this and you're one of those few people that have been listening this whole season, you're like on the fence. Do you want to commit to subscribing to this channel and you know support what these young guys, I should say those two young guys and this old guy is trying to do here on the Nullify Take channel? Please consider subscribing today. I hope we earn that subscription. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking about this season and there's plenty more good content coming. Traders Canada, Mucky, the Mucky Takeover continues. You'll be talking about Traders Canada with Hamish here on the channel and then also Kahuna and Tom We'll be doing The Amazing Race Australia. So uh, a lot more content coming up, as well as Survivor 45, The Challenge, you know, all the normal, The Wheel of Time, um, and obviously The Amazing Race over in the US as well. So, so much content coming up towards the end of this year. So please consider subscribing to off. But let's get straight into it, uh, Kuna. We started this episode off with two faithfuls and three traders. And man, oh man, Kahuna, could they, I feel like the traders could not have selected two better faithfuls to go into this finale uh, episode with, because Liam finally woke up, but pretty much he woke up at the point where Sam already revealed himself to him at the stage of the game and there was nothing he could do about it. Yeah, way too. I, I love the <clears throat> Camille's talking about sort of the metagame strategy. Can faithfuls win the game at that point? Like, is it possible? And she's like, yeah, it's possible. But not with these not two. These <laughs> not with and it was so spot on. Like, the, like, the traders definitely engineered the best possible scenario as far as having which faithfuls to... If you could pick and choose, they were the two that you would choose from the get-go to make sure that you're sitting next to them. If you want to go to the end with a goat, they picked the goatiest of goats of all time. <laughs> Yeah, it feels so harsh because you could just tell here, Tom, at the beginning of this episode that Liam was furious with himself. Like the gigs up, he realized that his good mate Sam has sort of guided him through this game, constantly gaslighting him and telling him who to vote for, just for the person that he's voting for at the end of the day, being a faithful and also one that has been targeting Sam. So he realizes that at this point, he's been doing all the dirty work for Sam. Uh, you know, can you put yourself in Liam's shoes, Tom? What would it feel like to get this deep into the game where you think like you've got this guy, you've got this bro Chachu who's got your back and then at the end of the day you realize this guy's been playing me the whole time? Uh, no, I can't put myself in Liam's shoes because I'd never be that stupid. <laughs> but um, no, I feel I feel for the guy, you know, like it's going to be going to be tough watching it, but I'm sure all his mates will just have a laugh, you know, rip into him about being maybe the the worst player actually i'm curious I, i'd like to know um everyone's opinions who is the worst player between sarah and liam that is oh, definitely sarah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you reckon yeah 100 yeah, percent. that's sarah. why they left her that's that's also why they left her up until like i mean right until the end she she had no clue at least she... at least liam woke up at the end like it was too late to do anything yeah. but even up until the end she she had no clue i mean the fact that he Liam and Sarah sat down there and they were like, we've got to vote. We've got to vote for Sam this round because here's all the evidence as to why it is Sam. Every single round, people start waking up to Sam. They're gone. Annabelle risked her game for it for, for uh, the, the Sam vote. Luke risked his game for the Sam vote. You know, every single person you could go down sort of had that aha moment. And Liam was the last person to have the aha moment. But the penny <laughs> never dropped for Sarah right until the end. 
she still got convinced to go the other way. And I feel like there was leeway here, Kuna, for Blake to make a move. And I think he would have made the move if Sarah was just aware enough, uh, enough of the situation as it stood there and if she could stick to her vote. But he couldn't rely on her. Yeah, I mean, the fact that she still voted for Liam is is <laughs> evidence enough. Like, when you're down that far, to not even, like, think, okay, I get maybe you don't pick that there's three traders because how could you? Maybe you think there might be two. Maybe you think there's one left. But you've got one vote, and out of all the people standing in front of you or sitting in front of you in the in the round table, you go for Liam instead of Sam. Instead, and he's, like, like clueless. He's clueless. He's been clueless the whole game. Like, I don't understand how she could look at Liam and think he was acting that up the whole time. Like, he clearly looks like he, like, you know, for for Sarah, like, she's a psychiatrist or something. You would have thought she would have been able to psychoanalyze him by now. And she, and, 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 and as a psychiatrist, you would have thought that she would be able to psychoanalyze Sam as someone that is gaslighting everyone and being, because Kuna's been calling it the whole time. Kuna's yeah. been calling it out for weeks here on the podcast, Tom. So I don't know. Who, who do you think is the worst player between the two of them? I, I re- personally feel like it's Sarah. And I, I've got a feeling Kahuna feels like it's Sarah as well. But who do you think? Do you think Liam is worse? Uh, all, all I know is Mucky genuinely thinks Sarah is the best player of the season, or at least the best faithful, because she made it to the end. Uh, <laughs> but, um... He's always so unimpeachable. He always picks them. So Sarah is the Steve. The sneaky Steve. Yeah. No, no, don't do that to Steve. He doesn't deserve <laughs> that. No, I'm just worried for Sarah's, um, you know, um, work after that season. Then anyone who's watched that season <laughs> won't be hiring her. <laughs> no way. And so you're not endorsing uh, Sarah's work at all on this podcast. But Andrew Lee here says, was Sarah playing greedy with a question mark? Only explanation I have got for a psychiatrist playing so badly with three exclamation marks. Uh, I just think she was clueless. I really think she was clueless, even up until the end um, when the whole thing was over. And she said, well, I learned something about myself on here. Not that I'm a terrible judge of character and that my reads are horrible, that I'm a badass and I'm so much more resilient than what I thought. That that's what she learned from this Kahuna. <laughs> she had the sciatica. They can get in the, made her crawl up a hill and do all that. So yeah, I guess she did overcome some things, but my goodness, in a game that is more cerebral, badass is not what I would you know apply to her at all. Like she was putty. She was completely manipulated the entire way. And the, we talked early in the season about how Camille being a federal agent, Keith being a, a detective, it didn't look great for them. As far as psychotherapy, like her medical license, I'm like, what is going on? She can't pick anything from people that you talk with and interact with nonstop, and she didn't pick up any of it. Listen, none of these, I don't know what it is, but none of the Australian um, reality TV shows, like the ones where you've had cops playing Survivor, they've been horrible at reading people. You know, like cops this season have not been on it when it comes to reading people. Psychiatrists clearly, like you said, doesn't have that cerebral sense about themselves to be able to psychoanalyze different people or, I don't know, like just the emotional awareness of seeing when people are playing them. And again, we're, we're sitting on the sidelines. Easy for us to say, easy for us to say. But we've seen people in Survivor US play this game like Debbie 
who was a psychiatrist as well. And she absolutely freaking dominated her season. So it's like, why are the Americans better at reality TV, Tom, than what the Australians are? Like, it seems like the professions here don't translate over to the Australian TV shows. I just don't think Australians Australians are as, as built for reality TV as, as Americans. You know, it's been in their blood and DNA. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like Americans have been doing it since 2000, more or less. I, I don't know when reality TV really, really... Like, like original reality TV content really mm. hit its stride here in Australia. But I just remembered one thing. Uh, in, in Sarah, you know how like, they all had like, their little package of why they reckon they're going to win? Sarah was like, um, I'm the cat with nine lives. Like, they just can't kill me. I'm like, no one's trying to run you over. No one is trying to kill this cat. Like, that, that cat is very alive you know like yeah, I just we'll, it was really funny like, just, around it's, it's like it's like the one game that you can play where the aim is to be a target almost in the game because if you're not being targeted and you're a faithful you know that you're being played by something you know that they're keeping you there because your reads are completely off so it's not a compliment to be a faithful to get to the end game <laughs> because yeah. you're not doing anything you're like yeah, you're if you weren't killed looking, there's a reason it's it's a compliment to be taken out early like Luke and Annabelle was this season because they were onto something, you know. And mm. and any of the other players like even Aroha, the people that were taken out early, they were the ones that actually started waking up to what was going on. Um, it was funny we spoke about it last week where Gloria stood up after she was eliminated and said, "Well, you guys are all still dum dums." So I'm like, "You were a dum dum two seconds ago. You were part of these faithfuls <laughs> that got dragged deep into the game and that didn't mm. get voted out." And the traders this season, I mean, let's not take anything away from. Um, the likes of a Sam and a Blake, the fact that the two of them could make it work somehow in this dysfunctional, almost like brotherly relationship that they had, which was so dysfunctional, and still make it to the end game and still have people confused as to the fact that both of them are traitors, like... Tom, make it make sense to me. Like, I mean, these two were gunning for each other at one stage in the game. Did it help the game maybe that they were targeting so targeting each other so hard? Do you think that that threw people off? I think like they they were just yeah they're so gun ho on each other for a moment and then they both like maybe simultaneously woke up and smelt the roses and went went wait Luke's gone Annabelle's gone we're here for a bunch of eight year olds let's just go to the end together and just win this easy easy money like 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 oh honestly I I can't believe it, it really felt like just too not even like geniuses or anything like, like they played really great games but like they weren't like i'm not not that i'm a traders expert or anything but they're not like god tier games by any mm. standard but everyone else was just hopeless <laughs> so, hopeless. so off yeah so off. <laughs> I, I would take something away from blake in that he went to the end with sam like that is the biggest mistake in the game more than sarah more than liam is that he dealt with Sam's shit the entire season. He knows what he's dealing with. He knows that they did go at each other. And he knows that he is the type that will 1,000% steal, right? And he still went to the end with him when he had Camille. I don't think he had, he I, don't think he had I think I think Sam just ran the game. Honestly, think that Sam bulldozed through the game. Every time Blake tried to make a move against Sam, like Sam would get the numbers galvanized and get it on his side to the point where people were turning the other way. So Blake never had it because Blake couldn't vote him out on his own. Well, were, at the end game, I think they, I think was the, the opportunity. He tried earlier. He missed how? because there was five, right? He knows yeah. where, he knows where um, Liam was a hundred percent going to vote. Yeah. 
if he had one chat with Camille, she would have definitely done it as well. And then it's Blake. Sarah, yeah. he knows. I think, I think, yeah, I think Camille was the person, but maybe the fact that Sam was gaslighting him about how close him and Camille was, it sounded like, and even basically seeing the interview that Camille did this week um, on one of the news articles, I, I read a little bit into that and we'll talk about that later on as well. Camille and Sam were very close within the game. They were very close friends in the game. So I feel like Blake didn't see the option to use Camille because she, she was brought, and again, this is where you could say, well, why did Blake cave? to have Camille come into the traders because he did. He didn't initially want to recruit. So what would have yeah. been his best move at that stage probably would have been to stand his ground and say, no, Camille is your friend. I don't want to bring her in. But he did cave. So I feel like Sam just, I really will give Sam credit for the stranglehold he had in this game. And when it comes to the numbers, he did play a phenomenal game. And he kind of had Blake in the back seat, kicking and screaming all the way to the final. But I don't feel like Blake had any control in this game at any stage. No. Like I think Sam outplayed him every step of the way. Now, we'll, I've got different opinions about Blake towards the end of the game. We'll talk about that. But I will give him credit where it's due in regards to his gameplay and the fact that he was kind of able to, I don't know, like kind of bully his way through the game. It was pretty admirable. I know there's a lot of people who want to see him go play Survivor at this stage. Uh, let's have a quick look at um, a few more of the comments coming in here. We've got Danica saying, Total Drama Island. You're awesome younger to watch it. Young uh, youngster to watch it. So that that was that was probably directed at you there, Tom, when you mentioned the, the Drama Island reference. Uh yeah, yeah. Artie, the story of a frog who thinks he's in a jacuzzi when you realize he's being cooked, it's too late. And really saying, Was Sarah playing greedy? We've already seen that one. Chadu, welcome to the live stream as well. Always good to have you here. Uh Chadu says they're both <laughs> yeah. They didn't play good, Chadu. They didn't play good. Um, Andre Lee saying, how many traders did Sarah think was left? One, two. Sarah thought Camille was the only other faithful. I think she thought Camille was the only other faithful and that there were only two traders at that stage in the game. Adi saying, Sarah is, all, is someone who is prone to being misled. Yep. And Chadu says, well, I wouldn't say that. Looking at the recent US seasons for Survivor, they aren't quite, they're quite bad. Um that was with had, a reference to Americans being better at reality TV than us. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not talking about Americans. I'm talking about those that are in like services like police or psychologists or psychiatrists. I guess Tori was the only one that I can think of recently, Chadu, that wasn't too great. But we haven't had really many police people playing, right? We had a fireman and uh, who was the guy who played last season that was kind of like a Tony kind of player. I think oh, it was Danny. Team potential. Danny. We had Danny that was a fireman. Mm. But I mean, fireman is already forgettable. <laughs> yeah it's bad it's bad i do say this is my third season after uk us this is the only show i think where you don't know how it'll end 100 it's very unpredictable because of the fact that it's so easy to lose control in this game and i feel like it's a difficult game to play um i know mucky called me out earlier and said the only reason that i don't want to play in this game is because i'd probably be like a liam if i was to play this reality show so said taking any shots reality there. show any mucky. reality show yeah <laughs> It's a bit of sour grapes there. Well, okay, let me give you the backstory. <laughs> Mucky covered Mucky covered Traders New Zealand this season, right? He was the main host for Traders New Zealand. And um, South Pacific Pictures followed me on Instagram and Twitter. So I think that Mucky's a little bit sour <laughs> because they're the ones who produce Traders New Zealand. And that's a bit of a stab. He's like, Chris, if you get on, I will come for you. So I feel like it's a bit of sourness there from uh, Mucky because they followed me on socials. <laughs> um all right, so let's talk a little bit about the daily challenge here. Um, 
Kahuna, what did you think of this daily challenge, the big heist scene with uh, Roger coming in, all leathered up with his sunglasses and sort of sitting with the getaway van? Did you did you enjoy this? Roger may be my favorite competition reality host of any like franchise. More so than Bo Ryan? I mean, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, Bo knows, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but he's amazing. Like, that is so, like... He, yeah. I think one of the things is that the fact that he's an actor as opposed to a host. So he just like envelops the character. He's like, yep, I'm going to go all out with this. Like when, um, what's his name? Alan coming for the, the US version. It was, it was a little bit too much. It was like over the line that Roger just like rides this, this balance perfectly between camp and host. And, you know, it, it's great. As far as the challenge itself, I was eh, like the, the, Getting the money, like sneaking around, I, I kind of dug it. I did think that I did like the the fact that he goes thirty minutes regardless. I'm leaving if you're here mm. or not. I don't know if it really was the thirty minutes because they were like still walking up to the house with three minutes. How would they get back? Did they yeah, know the like, way back? Look, would they walk all the way back to the house? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that would have been funny. Eh? They just fully left them there. Like, we'll see. but Some I mean, the, the challenge is are not the the biggest part of this show. No. Was this one great to me? Nah, it was it was it was whatever. I, I do like that it pits them, especially at this late stage, when Liam is like, I know that Sam's the traitor, and you still like he's behind him while he's climbing through the window, and you have to kind of put those work feelings aside, especially the hurt, especially the anger, which Liam clearly had, and work with them because despite what I know the challenge is still to get more money. So I like that aspect of it. Um, but I mean, in general, it, it's always like, yeah, whatever. They got the they got silver. 46,000 out of 50 is not bad. Mm. Um, shout out to Camille for being an exceptional team player here as well. I would have been pretty annoyed with Sarah not wanting to get into the muddy water to help me get the silver. Then, you know, offering to um, carry the duffel back, but then takes like four or five steps and she's like, it's too heavy. You take it, Camille. And Camille ends up with two duffel bags of silver that she has to carry to the next section here. But I'm similar to you. I'm not a big, I don't know, like the, the, the challenges are fun and sometimes can be quirky and funny, but um, like for a finale challenge, this was just okay for me, Tom, as a whole. Uh, what's been your thoughts on the challenges as a whole? I think my favorite challenge maybe for the whole season was the mines where the where they had the mines blowing up in their face with the, the dust or whatever the smoke the black um things like i feel like that was maybe like my favorite one uh so far what did you think of this challenge and um your overall thoughts for the challenges throughout the season yeah i think like overall they've been okay this was my least favorite of the whole like all the challenges i, I just thought like they, they weren't really doing anything like, like it was just like go here then go there, oh, and then go over here, and then you'll yeah. get all the silver. And like, I bet you, like, like, yeah, like how, however much like time they actually had was more than thirty minutes, and it's, it's impossible to track. And they weren't like when they went into the house, and it was, and like this, all the all the silver was just right in the same spot. And then like the alarm went off. Like, uh, if I was one of the contestants, I would have just stayed in the room when when the alarm went off and was like, "Is there anyone even home?" Like. Like, gonna is there going to be a security guard that's going to like crash tackle me and like arrest me? Like, like what's going to happen? Like, it was, it was such a it's silly butler. challenge. It's the butler who would do it. 
Oh, I'll take on the butler, you know, but he swings an Alfred. I feel like you could tell that they knew the challenge itself wasn't the main attraction as well. I think, Kuna, that's a great point because throughout this, we were explained each one's journey towards the end. They had this, this monologue explaining what they did throughout the game. You know, Liam talked about doing all the dirty work for Sam. Sarah spoke about her growth. Camille talked about being a faithful in the beginning of the game and then having to switch up to become a traitor. So she's had the experience of both sides. And then Blake and Sam spoke about their dysfunctional relationship and somehow managing to get through the game with Sam, obviously talking up how much control he had throughout the season. And, and now that he wants to get paid, getting into the end game. But like you quite rightfully said, when they do end up finishing this, they do get $50,000, which puts the price pot up to $212,000. So I stand corrected because at the beginning of the season, I kind of shaded Roger a little bit when he said 250k is up for grabs. And I said, they'll probably put that money up regardless. They actually only managed to get 212k from the 250k and uh, the price pot here going into the end game. So not all of the money was gained. And going back to the house, they had one final banishment to, to do and this is where things get spicy i think blake tried to make a move here he tried to feel sarah out a few times but sarah clearly was misled once again here by sam i think camille and sam were pretty close and you could also fault camille at this stage because i do give camille a lot of credit for how she handled herself at the end of the game but i do think that if camille actually wanted to win the money she should have looked for options here to work with a blake to work with a Liam to potentially get Sam out. And I don't think that Camille, um, I've seen a lot of praise for her as a player online, but if we do have one criticism, Kahuna, I don't think Camille played to win this game. No, and the fact that she, in her sort of final speech, said, I knew the, mm. from the moment you tried to recruit me, I was going to be the sacrificial lamb. But if you knew, then you should have taken steps. And I think 100%. she had the opportunity and had the the the... She had the chance there with Liam so gung-ho um, that it was Sam. Blake, knowing their tumultuous relationship, and I think Camille had a little bit of insight into that. They probably would have discussed what happened at some point in that in Trader's Tower and how they were kind of a little bit of friction. She could have played that for sure. And Blake would have turned up the drop of a hat. Like, I think he would have. Um, because that's just, he was so worried that Sam was going to do it to him that that, trader paranoia absolutely would have kicked in so she had a chance and she just didn't take it to only know that how it was going to sort of play out well at least that's what she said she may be just covering like i knew the whole way kind of thing but... that's what i got from it i yeah. felt like i felt like she was covering when she said that but i mean i could be wrong because i know she's stuck to that story even in her interviews um andrew lee says this season will be studied in classes from now on example game theory um it's kind of uh it's, it's very true and i think that um, to bring up a, a Game of Thrones uh, sort of reference here, I feel like they were heading towards the Red Wedding and this was the point where they could have stopped it from getting really bloody going into the end game here, but the wrong moves were made. Char Dude, uh, he assessed the hotel where it was filmed is on the same road as my cousin, so I've stayed at the Robertson Hotel and it's a lovely place. Oh, that's good to know, Char Dude. That's really cool. Um, Andrew Lee says so much beautiful. bad Game of Theory moves. Yeah, 100%. So what was that, Kuna? Southern Highlands, where it is. It's a beautiful place. 
Right. We'll have to check it out. I mean, this is great advertisement for them as well, right? To to be able to film it out there. Um, and yeah, stunning. Looks like a stunning location where they're at. But um, overall here, we do see at the banishment that Liam uh, does end up getting voted out. And um, Sarah's face was golden after realizing that yet again, she's managed to banish another faithful. And Sam looked on with the biggest of smiles at the stage because the gig was up at the stage. Uh, Sarah knew Sam was the trader and he didn't care if he showed that because they were three V one going into that finale night. This is where the whole end game gets explained to us, Tom. It's very, very interesting because we had the traitor's dilemma play out. I believe for the first time in a trader season, we had three people get to the end. And the rules are that if three traders get to the end, they either have to share the money or steal the money. And if all of them decided to share the money, they would have split the 212K between the three of them, which would have been close to about 70K each. Um or they could have chosen to steal. If one stole, they got all of the money. If two stole, they split the money. But if all three of them stole the money, that would mean that they would all leave with nothing. And I feel like this being a trader's game, this is always going to be such a dilemma because the people who are traders are normally quite treacherous themselves. Tom, what did you think of this uh, trader's dilemma and the twist at the end game here? Did you like it or not? And why? I've I found it pretty, yeah, because yeah, obviously never never watching the show before, like I was just like, what what's happening? Like I I was <laughs> amazed, but I found it funny how like the end to the entire show is something that like U.S. Survivor has done a couple of times in the past four seasons as like a really insignificant early game, not even twist, just like a I guess like feature of the early game, and yeah, like but I thought it was interesting, and I, I felt like no matter what something bad like like was going to happen like if i was camille if, if, if i was um blake like knowing you couldn't Sam risk was... saving you couldn't yeah. you couldn't risk sharing right like i feel like yeah. sharing yeah. was like a non-option but well what i would have done is i would have been like okay guys like i know we all want this money for ourselves but let's all like like show the boards to each other and write share at the same time i really <laughs> don't want to go home with no money that would make me very cranky. I wouldn't appreciate that very much. So can we? Yeah, I would say it? that, and then I would continue to write steel while saying it, because at no. the end of the day, hundred percent would have done it. Like, listen, think about it this way: Do you want to be the sucker, the only sucker that said share, and then the other two said steal, or even one of them said steal, and you go away alone with nothing? The hundred percent, the right move is like, listen, we're all going to crash and burn right now. Like, I feel like I could live with losing the money with everyone else rather than saying share and losing the money while other people won no, no but, yeah, I, but i would make they sure, deserved I would make, it yeah I, I would make everyone show like 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 right share like like reverse like like flip the board around i'm assuming producers would have something to say about that well you know once again i'll fight them it's, too. it's game theory Adi, isn't it uh, the, the the traders dilemma is copied from the prisoner's dilemma isn't it i believe yeah, there the is like dilemma. it's the prisoner's dilemma so it's it's just game theory survivor stole it from yeah. the prisoner's dilemma so yeah so uh, i mean i've i've heard it before the, the right move is always to steal it's never in, to share in this one specifically when you know that like is there anyone on planet earth who didn't know that sam was going to write steal yeah, he was so obvious. Like with his ego, with him saying, I've run the game, I'm the sheriff. Like he 1000% thinks that he deserved 
all of it. He didn't even know. He thought Blake would. He probably thought Blake was going to write share as well. He just thought mm. his spell was so strong over these two, and he was going to swindle them out of it. He just knew that that's what it was, and they should have known that a hundred percent as well. And the only way to com- combat it, when you're talking about game theory, you're right. The the only the best maximum game theory sort of meta strategy is you have to write steel. You as soon to. as you write share, you're at a disadvantage. Mm. But when you have someone that is 1000% going to write it. So like you're maximizing what it, you can get in this instance, yeah. it was always going to be zero. As soon as Sam walked into that, it was always going to be zero. Um, so your maximum is zero share. Yeah, by by choosing the biggest that was winner. Only possible outcome. Yeah, the biggest winner of Traders New Zealand season two was Traders themselves. Like Andrew Lee said here in the beginning of the live, the good news is that there will be a third Traders AU due to the money they saved in the season. So saving that mm-hmm. money by not having to give it to anyone actually means there's going to be another season. And what was funny to me is that you know Tom, we had Sam basically laughing in the face of Liam leaving laughing in the face of so many of these people being a showman, which is all good with me. I'm, I'm good with playing the game hard, mm. basically smiling in a very interesting way to Sarah when she was revealed as, you know, the last person that was the faithful and leaving the game. He was, everything was going on trumps for, for Sam at this stage. Like he was feeling on cloud nine, but as soon as Camille turned her back, on Sam Kahuna, how dare she do that, Kahuna? How dare she make the best decision for herself? Blake and Sam deserved the money. She came in last minute, and she dared to think she was entitled to that money, Kahuna. What did you think of Sam's reaction to losing this game? I think it was completely expected. The reason why... Like, you I've not it. been, you I've not been a big it. fan of Sam in terms of like... I don't think he's played that ne- that good necessarily, but I do see that he's effective, and I think I'm like I Chris, see. I'm the opposite to you. I think he played well. I think he played well, but I think that he showed his true colors at the end. And there's the saying. There's the saying in life that you can tell a lot about a man when he loses and how he reacts to it, opposes yeah. to when he wins. Because when you win, things are easy. But how do you react to losing a game? And I thought it well, was pretty despicable. The the manip the the social or he had this he had this real almost like emotional manipulation that he tried to do with Camille, which I just did not appreciate. I didn't stand for it personally. Yeah, after the fact as, as well. See the thing with Sam, and I think I can see why you, you know how we've talked about how you can separate game from personality. But Sam to. has copped a lot of heat this season online. People are not and I don't condone that he's treated. But I, I think I know why. Heat. I think yeah. I know why. Unfortunately, what people see in Sam is the same toxic thing that some people see in real life. In the workplace, the cocky, good-looking, charismatic, asshole, manipulate, gaslight, get through, get what they want. And people see that and, and have a bristling to it. They don't like seeing it because they've been affected by it. And Sam has, I think, why he's so great at being a trader and why he felt like a duck to water is because he's probably been like this in many aspects of his life. I definitely got that. I feel like, like he, yeah. he's gotten away with a lot in life and things have always gone his way. And this was the first time someone said no and he had this rejection in his face. <laughs> yeah, and it, he was so it was like, obvious. so obvious. Though. Like, you could, yeah. like, I don't want to be too political, but it seems like he comes, he, he acts from a place of privilege 
And were someone in this show... But he tried to say that Camille was in a place of privilege. He said that when Camille said, listen, yeah, we like should a rich, all... Like, should, like a rich yeah. person. Exactly. Yeah. When Camille's well, like, listen, we should all... We played a great game. And he's like, well, that's something... That sounds like something a rich person would say. Like, he was just acting so... And, and the best thing of all was, he was looking at Blake for, like, confirmation. And Blake just stayed quiet. And towards the end, Blake just said, listen, mate, I've had enough. I'm walking off. He didn't even indulge it, Tom. What Two was your words thoughts? never had bigger impact. I'm done. Yeah. That I'm was done. that was like it's like I'm done with with you. He didn't say the with you, but the the venom that he said I'm done. It was just like I've yeah. put up with your shit, man, for the whole season, and this is what it's got me. Blake was broken. Camille, I think, mm. was just like yeah, done with it. But um, Sam was just so shocked that something didn't go his way. For he couldn't. Us. He couldn't. Have, he could not. He could not have acted in a worse way. He could not yeah. have taken this loss in a worse way. Like, I don't he think there's said, anything he could I have did said all the that work. happened worse. And it was like, I did all the work. Oh, apparently, like, according to Camille's interview that she did, they cut out a lot of what he said. Like, it was apparently a lot worse than what mm. we saw. So <laughs> they probably protected him a bit. So based on this, like, and again, I'm being very critical of Sam here. I came into this podcast thinking to myself, surely, surely Sam has looked at this and he thought to himself, man, I didn't act in the best way there. Maybe my emotions was a bit high. Maybe, but apparently he's doubled down on it since the game. He doesn't yeah. talk to Camille, doesn't want to, like he just thinks he was in the right. And based on that, if that is his outlook and how he feels, I'm okay with not seeing him on Survivor. I know a lot of people are saying we want to see him on Survivor. We don't need to, even if he's good TV, we don't, it's kind of like when I've got, um, I manage salespeople on a, like for years and years I've managed salespeople. Whenever we've got a bad apple in there that is a high performer, but their attitude stinks, we work them out. You don't yeah. want that. You don't want to endorse bad behavior. And to me, the way he behaved was horrible. Like that's that's how I feel about it. Nothing against him as a person. I don't want to condone hate. I don't want to like after the season is done, I'm done talking about Sam. I'm not going to go drag on and go chase yeah. him on social media and stuff like that. I don't condone that kind of things. But yeah, I had a strong feeling to this, Tom. I was really disappointed because I thought he played a good game and I will still give him credit for his game. But like I said, how he acted in the end and the fact that he hasn't owned up to his own mistakes in this leaves a sour taste in my mouth, Tom. I know you were similar to me. You were high on Sam. How do you feel about this? I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed that moment. Like even, even though like... To see, like him, to see him lose everything? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like, it's like to see him like... I did. Like, like the... Sounds like something a rich person would say. I thought it was hilarious. And, and like... I mean, I'm I'm not gonna judge him because you know I don't know like what he actually is until he like does that to me, or I at least see it like in person, like um him doing it to someone else. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna judge him on it because you know who knows. Um, I, I'm happy. Is. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm happy for Sam to come on the podcast and talk to us and call us out on our opinions. Like if he believes he's got a strong case, more than just he deserved it because he worked the hardest. Because listen, Sam, everybody deserved it, buddy. Everybody signed up for the sh same show. Mm. <laughs> like, have you never seen reality TV? There's been many a seasons where people have been playing the best game. They don't win the money at the end, you know, so yeah. they don't deserve it. Like if we were critical of Russell Hans and Samoa because he played 90% of that game and, and Natalie did the 10% that was right and she ended up winning it at the end. You got to you got to hold Sam to that same standard. You can't just be coming in here and saying, "Oh, I, I I played this game. I deserve more than anybody else." He had main character syndrome, in my opinion, in his own yeah. life, and everybody thinks that they're the main character of their own lives. You just made right? me have a thought. Yeah, yeah. You just made me have a thought. Like you were saying, I don't know if he's ever watched any reality TV before this. I wonder what his hobbies would be like. I wonder, like, like what Sam would 
do in his spare time. Just you know what he thinks. Like, Gunnar's Guna, going to say he looks at himself in the mirror. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's Patrick time. Bateman. Have you seen you know Patrick Bateman? <laughs> American Psycho. He's got he's, too much personality he's, though. He's smug, confident, good-looking, shark eyes that you know he probably he, he's probably an axe murderer in his spare time, or an actual one. He's like, I do this all the time. That's why I can do it on this show. <laughs> we, we spoke about we spoke about this earlier in the season, Danica, about Sam throwing away those the money earlier in the game and not caring to ultimately not get anything. Listen, I know it would be devastating. You've worked hard. You get to the end. You expect to get paid. I get it. But to blame Camille for wanting to play the game, like I, I blame Camille as well. I blame her for not cutting Sam earlier, yeah. 100%. But I would not blame her for preventing them like in what world should she just be giving them both a hundred and what seven grand or something like that each a hundred and six point five grand or something like each like get the hell out of here man like does she look like you know social welfare like no like she's there to play the game for herself man like i mean i just don't get it sam did say that if he were in camille's position he would 100 percent give it up and it's the biggest lie ever told oh, on TV. 100%. 100%. And would never, ever. Well, in fact, he is in her exact position. It's as far as standing at the end, ability to share it, and he didn't. So he's talking about, I, I would have done it if I was you. Like, you are. No. You're there at the end. Like, what are you talking about? Like I said, he about? was emotionally manipulating her at the end, and it was pretty clear to see. And I'm glad she stood her ground. Uh, I thought she dealt with the, the, the heat he was throwing her way very well she didn't overreact to it she stayed calm she stayed classy unlike him and she can hold her head high by the end of the season where i feel like he's got some things to own up to if he wants to or not it's up to him he can avoid it but um yeah i, I i'm not i'm not i'm not here for it childhood says difference between george and him is george has a great attitude and respects other people i agree like george takes it like george is just as big of a character plays this villainous game but at the end of the day when he goes out he takes it like a champ because george could have had the same attitude here tom harris versus villains was george's season he deserved yeah. to get paid at the end of the money why did why did liz not fall on her sword and vote herself out at the end game so george could get the money after he he controlled the alliance the whole season because it would have been the exact same argument right yeah no no i, I agree like I mean, I can imagine being salty. Like, the fact that no one wanted that. Yeah, that's that's fair. But, that's fair. But but, but, but like, yeah, no, I, I don't think he, he should have like, because it did feel genuine, like like what he was saying to Camille. Um, and I don't think he should have genuinely said something negative towards her in that moment. But um, with George, I've also like saying like he 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 treats people like he treats people with respect and all that. I don't know how true that is. Like he he he's great at being like. I think he's the biggest hypocrite in the world, George. Like, like you see him on the show, and he's he'll be like, "I have, I have done nothing wrong," and the and so, and then like, like the next minute, like he'll do something, and like and then like even in um brains versus brawn, he's he's going on about how like he doesn't want to um waste any energy like before the challenge. So and, and he goes on a big walk, and it like tires him out, and he's like, oh, "I'm absolutely exhausted now." And I'm like, George, what? Are you- what are you doing? <laughs> but, yeah. I think, but the like, key thing here, the game, he respects the game though. Like he'll, like yeah. he can backstab, he can be hypocrite. But then, if someone did it to him, he'd probably go, "Yeah, good play." He accepts good it. That, yeah. That's my point. It's it's the way that Sam left the game for me. Like the re- like I was, 
okay with most of his game, but the way that he left left a sour taste in my mouth. And I know there's going to be some people who won't agree with this. There might be some sand fans out there because he was entertaining to watch. For me, it was for a lot of people. Like as I said, I can differentiate between Sam the game player and how the game ended. I don't like how the game ended. I don't like how he took the loss. And yeah. like I said, open invitation. Like, you know, Sam, and in fact, I might even reach out to him and say, listen, Sam, we, we've thought this was a bad ending for you, mate. Like, do you want to come and chat about it? Make us understand what, yeah. where you were coming from. I'm happy to chat about it. I'm happy for him to call us out and say, you guys haven't played the game. You don't get the emotions that's involved in it and all this kind of stuff. But then I would ask him, now that you've had the time and the emotions is out of it, how do you feel about it? Do you still stand by those words? Like, mm. you've had time to reflect and think about it. Like, can you see how Camille also played the game and was a legitimate player in the game? Like, you weren't the only player in the game? Look, the thing with Sam, like you mentioned Russell before, Chris, Sam did not play the perfect game because he brought Camille to the end in order to do that, right? Mm. Like, he he was so confident in his ability to persuade her and manipulate her but that's a mistake from his part like you can't say he played the best game and deserved it because in reality she's standing no, but there, he controlled most the of the game most yeah. of the game yeah absolutely I, I do but all it takes is one fatal mistake right like one hmm. flaw that's enough to to end your game and that's what happened he he made if he played a perfect game he made a mistake at the worst possible time and then that's the result right so yeah like he can't say I, I deserved it when you're standing in front of Camille with the opportunity and the power to take away your money. If he really deserved it, he shouldn't have stood with her. He should have stood with someone like Sarah. Oh, well, Sarah yeah. probably wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or take Sarah. Then the prisoner's dilemma becomes two, him and Blake. Yes. And he's a little bit more confident in Blake to be able to share. Camille... He must have been very confident, but again, that's a mistake. That's a misstep. He he misjudged his read of Camille in that situation. So you can't like say it was the game that deserved to win because in reality, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Danica says for Camille, I think it was more about playing and winning, not the money. She didn't care about the money as much. And maybe, maybe there was something about her being pretty well off and that comment came from something. Like she maybe... Is doing okay for herself in real life. I don't know how much federal police agents get paid in um, Australia and if it's a high-paying job or not. I don't know her personal situation. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, we've been going pretty hard at Sam. And the reason that I've been going pretty hard at Sam is because of his words. No one put those words in his mouth. He said it. <laughs> you know, like he was the one who acted the way that he acted at the end, which I don't condone. I don't like it. But I can also, if we look at both of the other traders, to move on from it because I don't want this to become a – a bashing Sam podcast alone. And like I said, this is just looking, I didn't agree with it, but I also don't want people to go out and go out of their way to make Sam's life difficult outside of the game. Because at the end of the day, this was just a game, right? And it's, and it's over now and we can all move on with our lives. But if we look at both Blake and Camille, we spoke a little bit about that as well, where I feel like Blake make probably made the mistake of not trying to get him out earlier, but I feel like there was no lack of for effort. I think he tried to get Sam out a few times, but Sam blocked him along the way by just playing a superior game and getting people on his side not to vote against them. And then obviously the other person here was Camille, which I think that if Camille really wanted to win the money, she should have made an effort to work with Blake earlier because mm. she constantly said, I trust Blake the most out of the two of them. I don't trust Sam. I know Sam is someone that um, is in it for himself. 
She said that to the camera a few times, even before the last week. So she clearly was aware of it. She could have made moves. So both of them are to blame as well when it comes to not winning the money at the end of the day. Um, and I thought it was pretty poetic, poetic, to be honest with you, Kerner, that none of them ended up with money at the end of the season. At first, I was a bit deflated. But then I thought, you know what? After his reaction and how it played out, this probably is the perfect ending for the show. And yeah. it is unique. It's a first. The first time ever yeah. we've seen a reality TV show where legitimately people go right until the end of the game with absolutely no money gained from it. And it, it, it's so fitting for a show that is literally the traders where the traders kind of backstab each other, pride goeth before the fall, all that sort of cliched stuff that it makes sense that the bad guys didn't win in the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, and they ate themselves. TV, yeah. And TV shows don't. The great thing about reality TV is how unrealistic it can be. And I think if someone wrote this season and like submitted it to their, their editor, they'd be going, nah, implausible. Too unbelievable that this would play out this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, you could it didn't make it. sense for anything. You could not script it. But it was so great that it played out that way. Yeah. First time. Well, first of all, I've got some stats for you. Um, Go for it. First time in Traders. Any of the seasons, English speaking, foreign speaking, whatever, the traders outnumbered the faithfuls before the final episode. Um, the first time that there are two traders going to the finale episode, uh, that there are more than two traders, sorry, going to the finale episode. It's the first time three traders made it to the final three. Um, it's the first time contestants voted steal rather than share during the prisoner's dilemma. Um, it's the first time no win has been declared and the first time no prize money has been given out. <laughs> so a lot of wow. firsts for this season a it's a, it's a record-breaking season and it's the first time for tom to watch traitors of any franchise <laughs> so tom i mean yeah go if i was if i was one of those traders i would have been happy getting those delicious breakfasts every morning so that, that, you, that, hey, that's, that's free. my prize money you're gonna get there first Oh, I, I would get in there and like like halfway through and liam would be halfway he'd have bacon in his mouth and i'd be like liam drop it that's mine. That's final piece of bacon. That's some, that's, some that's some treacherous behavior there. Are you a traitor stealing all of our bacon before we even get into breakfast? I'd be like, yeah, I'm a traitor. Vote me off, you, you idiots. And then I just start, <laughs> you know, like, like, I just got to. Oh my gosh, Tom! Game like, strategy. Someone's been banned. Uh, seen been listen, murdered, and I was like, sorry, what? I'd go in there the next morning. I'd be like, Kuna. Listen, I'm not too sure about Tom. He may be a traitor or not, but one thing I know is, if we want bacon, we better get rid of this guy because he just stuffs his face with it every single morning. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. They're yeah, working uh, on no evidence anyway, right? You might as well pick something. <laughs> Yeah, the evidence is he's having too much brekkie in the mornings. <laughs> he's trying uh, to make us all weak for the challenges. The, the, I reckon if I went on the next season, they'd be like, hmm, well, Tom is a three-letter name like Sam. They both end in M, and they, they both start S and then T, so he must be the next trader. It's wow. 100%. It's just Tom. And he's, he, he's a white male with brown hair. It is, it, pieces, it pieces of the puzzle all put together, you know? <laughs> so I can't go on the I next think... season. I have to wait. <laughs> I yeah. think Chadu is asking us here, are we going to say that the traders win by getting to the end and no one won the money? Well, in the challenge, we do that sometimes, right? We've got a few people who've made a finale, won a challenge season, but didn't win money because their partners stole all the money from them in the end, but we still see them as champions. So I kind of feel like um, this is a win for them, even though they walk away with well, no money at the end, Kona. On the wiki I just read, it said no winner was declared. There was no winners, so... So they like don't see this as a winner. Thing. So they're all losers. Yeah. 
So this or was truly no, they're, so, they're all runners so, up. So this truly <laughs> should have been called the dummies this season and not the trainers, because <laughs> they all ended up being dummies at the end. None of them winning the money. <laughs> the game, the game won. Channel 10 won at game. the end. So we've been talking about game theory, right? And how in previous uh, episodes as well, Chris, it's we've been saying the traders have the advantage. They just don't need to put their, their neck on the line and they should be able to sort of go under the radar and get through. When you're yeah. getting towards this end game, and Tom, you said like when you saw the prison dilemma, you were like, I don't know what's going on here. No one knows because I think it changes depending on the outcome of the season. So it wouldn't have been that if it was not three traders at the end. Like they change it kind of like each of the different foreign This was the first time we've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Normally, normally it would just be you have to vote in the end game because there's enough people left. So you vote people out until you think there's no traders left. And then you, and then you say, I'm choose. happy with... Yeah. yeah, I'm happy so, for everything to be revealed. And then either you win and split the money or not if there's a trader. What is the best approach then? What is the meta strategy you think now looking at it? What's the best Go way? Go in with as little traders as possible in the end game. I think that Blake had it right by not wanting to recruit and to avoid yep. the trader's dilemma. Because if there were two traders left in the game, they would not. I don't think you want the trader's dilemma in any circumstance. Like you want to avoid that as best as you can. And I think that is what people will learn from this season. You want to go in there as the only trader or with one other trader. But if you could go into the finale with you being the only trader, I think that is the safest option because there's always going to be this temptation for the other trader going into the finale to potentially try and vote you out as well so that they can mm -hmm. win all the money. So it's, it's less competition if you can go into a finale as the only trader, in my opinion. Do, do, do you reckon though, if they didn't recruit Camille and didn't have her 100% on their side um, from that point, direct, like with all the heat that was going um, on Sam and Blake at, at that period of the game. Oh, that Camille could have easily, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could have could have easily swayed the votes onto them. And like, like I, I think her joining them was enough, because everyone trusted her, was enough to help um, them somehow get the heat taken off yeah. them so who, who knows if they didn't recruit then both of them could have been eliminated but this um, to me again shows why camille played a horrible game as well and why i don't fully believe and, and again camille can come on any hand she can tell me why i'm wrong I'm, I'm i'm good with it i understand we're watching an edited tv show but i feel like if she wanted to win she had the opportunity there kahuna the heat was already yeah. on both blake <laughs> and sam when she took that gig she could have just added a little bit of gasoline to the fire and voted them out but she was um, she couldn't do it because, again, it was that moral compass that some people struggle with when it comes to reality TV, where they're like, I'm too good of a person to backstab these guys. Where Sam spilt the first trader blood, he took out Ash. There should have been no hesitation in Camille's mind yeah. to take out both Sam and Blake towards the end to win all of the money. And if she was yeah. a true game player, that's the type of game we would have seen from her, Kuna. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. She had every opportunity and it made the only sense really is to not take Sam. Like you had to take that shot and she's working with, like, I, I think I read the same interview you did Chris with Camille. Mm. And she said that it, one of the things about being the, the, a faithful is it's so hard to, if you come off too smart and a, and a trader hunter, you go yeah. out early. If you, but you can't be, you also can't be too faithful and too dumb um, where you're at, you're no threat, and they're, they're, you're no threat of being banished 
mm. by because everyone assumes you're a faithful or knows that you're a faithful. So there's no way they're going to try to banish you because you're not a threat of that. So then you you can get murdered. Like so, it's it's like both ways. It's, like it's very difficult. It's very it's very. And difficult. that's what I said. said that. That's personally why I've got no like. I love watching traders, and I'll be back for traders Australia. I'll watch traders New Zealand and catch up on that one at some point because I've heard that it's a very good season and Canada and that. I like watching it as a commentator. It's so much easier to be an armchair critic on the show than actually being out there and playing it. Like I don't have any need or want within me to go and play traders. Like I would play Survivor because I feel like Survivor is hard, but it is doable. I would do Amazing Race. I would do The Challenge. I would, there's many other shows I would play where I feel like there's certain things that are in your control. But Traders, I feel like the balance, Tom, is exceptionally difficult to get right. Because like Kahuna said, if you're too smart, they vote you out. If you're someone they can't control, like a mucky, you're a wild child, you're out early as well. Because yeah, mucky would be doing murdered. way too much too early. You know, if you're absolutely clueless and nobody believes that you could potentially be a traitor, then you're out as well. So it's really hard. How do you play this game? Like the best faithfuls get voted out early on, which ultimately leaves the duds towards the end if the traders are playing it correctly. So what what's your thoughts on this? I reckon the way to go is if you're a faithful at least, you play the intentional Liam and you just go around being like <laughs> the whole time, just wide-eyed being no way. I thought for sure I thought for sure that person that no one's mentioned but just brought up that one second ago was 100% a trader and then at the end you're like oh I actually knew who the traders were all along and then you just you go you go from Liam to like to like Boston <laughs> Rob you know like yeah. just a, a, out of nowhere and, and you know they can't murder you anymore so that'd be my strategy but I think I'd play it the only the only thing that would make me feel reserved about playing it is uh, you know if I went on didn't make a splash and got out early, then I probably would never get a chance to play Survivor. Like, like I'd sacrifice everything for Survivor. So, you know, I, I'd be cautious about playing traders, you know, for that reason. By the way, Tom, mm. I love that impression. Do Christopher Walken or something now. Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, now, I um, think about that one. I, you know what? I, I think the Michael, way to Michael, go, Michael here it. with the true, the true winners. He says are the friends that they made along the way. That's that's the true winner Aww. in this season. Oh, lucky! <laughs> You're being too cute tonight, buddy. <laughs> when you get to the final five, right, and you're going towards yeah. the end game. When Roger said there's no more murders and Liam kind of got that reprieve because Sam was 100% going to murder him and gave him an opportunity there. At that point, right, there's no more murders. It's not about being like at that point, it's just numbers. Who can you get on your side? Right. Because there's not yeah. going to be any more murders. There's not going to be any more. It's, it's banishment. It's a vote off. Yeah. So I think my approach, if you're a faithful or you're a trader, teams don't matter. It's an individual game when it gets to that point, And hopefully you get to the end and get the money. I think you have to say to the people, who do you want at the end now? Who do you want to win this game? Mm. And if anyone said that about Sam 100% they're like yeah and I don't want Sam to win get Sam out now like regardless if you're a traitor or you're a faithful at that point all it comes down to is who do you want to win this game and everyone's natural instinct is I want to win this game because I'm the main character or I need the money or whatever the yeah. case may be so the approach I is I deserved it I worked the hardest who doesn't deserve it then who do you not want to be there and yeah. that's the that's the that's the question they should have asked 
of Liam, of Sarah, of Blake, and of Camille, because the only answer that they all would have given, I think, Sarah, at this, she would have deserved it the most. <laughs> or who doesn't? <laughs> It is Sam. They would have all turned on Sam immediately. I don't know if that is necessarily how people would have seen it. I, I, I still him. think that they loved him. I think that Sam played a really good game. I think that is the only blind spot to his game that you have, Kahuna, is that you, you, you think that he was a bad player, but he was not a bad player. He had control of his game. I don't think he was game. a bad he player. I don't think These people love them. Do you think he would yeah. have gotten as deep and have gotten people to do all of his bidding if they didn't like him? Because I don't think that they would have. Like I think the only person who woke up to him at the end was Liam. Yeah, like I don't think he's a bad player. I think he played a good game. I don't mm. think, like, it's where you put the the rating. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think he played not a bad game. He was game. the best player of the dummies this season. They, they, they were all dummies. Was, yeah, because none he of them was listed by how bad they were. His game looks better in comparison because they were yeah. so bad. Yeah. I think I know what's going on here. Uh, I, I think Kahuna is the the Simon to Sam's George. I think I did that right. I, I think it's just like, like he, he can't let like you know Sam win or anything. Like, like you'd be there on traders targeting <laughs> Sam every single episode. You know, watch out for fans versus favorites traders. Kahuna out there with uh, Sam. Sam Kahuna's coming for you. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, it's it's kind of like Stephen Fishback and Joey. Amazing, right? It's the same thing. Oh, well, he can't ever go on Fishback this show again. Like you can't go on this show again, right? Well, that's my next question. Like, if we did have a Traders All-Star season in the future, who's coming back, Tom? Like, who, who do you have? If you can pick two players well, and, okay. um, like, let's, 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 let's all pick two different players. So you can go first. You can choose the obvious ones if you want, or you can go well, in a different direction. How about we all pick two players and then Sam's, like, an already given. So none of us say Sam because he's obviously... Sam will come back. Sam will come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, put it out there. Given... All-Stars, he's back. So it's it's boring wasting a vote on him. So I'd say Camille. <laughs> Andrew with the Sarah vote. <laughs> yeah, Live Sarah is completely off the hinges tonight. I, I, I want to see Sarah. No, I, I'd say Camille and um, like not if Camille doesn't play to win. I don't need to see her back. Like if she comes yeah. back with a different attitude and tries to win the game, then yeah. Because I, 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 I don't know if it was because she legitimately tried to win the game because. The problem is, like Kahuna said, if what she is saying is true and she was onto Sam's game way in advance, she didn't play to win. And I don't need yeah. to see that. But if she was kind of playing up the fact that she, you know she knew more than what she did, then okay, yeah, she can come back. But I, I want people who are going to play to win all the money. Yeah. Those are the people I want on the game. I just think, because obviously Sam's a lock, having Camille back, like the, the drama between those two coming back. But also, like, I don't want to say Luke, because Luke is, like, to me, he's not, like, a traitor's all-star. He's a survivor I don't think Luke needs to come back. I feel like we've yeah. seen Luke on other... And I'd rather see Luke back on Survivor in a future 100%. season than any of these other yeah. shows. Or maybe, like, Amazing Race. Luke and David Gennard on Amazing Race would be fun. Oh, that'd be the best thing ever. Even Luke and, even Luke and Jericho. Like, I could even sign off on that. That would be cool as well. Luke and Sarah. Oh, I'm just going to Sarah's Halecki on another reality TV show. 100%. <laughs> Luke anyway, and Chris, um, just putting it Luke, out there. Since we're going down the line, I'll go play with you, Luke. <laughs> Luke and Tom, because we're such good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're going completely off the hinges here. Tom, so you've got Camille and who else? I've got Camille. To be honest, I, di I didn't like Annabelle, so um, I'll let one of you vote her because I know one of you will. What? Um, I, wow. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah, so yeah. Talk um, about it. Talk about it. Let me know because you're coming after my girl here. You're coming after my girl here. 
I just I just felt like she's not the kind of person I would hang out with in my my spare time. Uh, I was talking to Mucky about this. Uh, just very very extra. I know I'm a very extra person, but she's extra in a different way to me. So yeah, not. You not... don't think that? Like, listen, I think that she does have that personality, but I do exactly. think that when you're on TV show, you amp it up even more. You don't think like it was a bit amped up. Yeah, no, I'm pretty convinced that she'd be like that in real life. Oh, I know who my other, my other person is. Um, Roha. I, I want to see him play again. He was great. Taken too soon. Yeah, I feel like Tom, you need to be on the interview we do with Annabelle now, like because Annabelle's so far the only person who's trying to get on the channel to come do a podcast with us. So now we need to get Tom on here so he can face his demons. See, I could oh. like just be really mean and roast her, which I, but or I could be in. No, nice okay, person. you're off. You're off the channel. <laughs> no. <Let's kick> out. <laughs> Let's kick him out. Let's get him out of here. You know, we don't need that. I normally reserve kicking people off the podcast for Mucky, but tonight, yeah. Tom has been way, way too naughty. So we're giving him the Mucky special. Have you cooled down a bit, Tom? Are you proud of me, Mucky? I did it. Oh, hell. <laughs> he's, he's the Robin to Mucky's Batman. He's Steve. I'm getting serious <laughs> Liam vibes from Tom tonight. We're getting serious Liam mean? vibes. The Robin to, bat, to, to Mucky's Batman. What do you mean? Uh, that's two Robins <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked, I loved Annabelle. Annabelle was amazing. So I can't agree with it. And everybody here as well saying loved, like, listen, I'm going to yeah. say Annabelle regardless because Annabelle's my girl. Like I'm, I'm putting her on there regardless. But so who's the other person? And I'll talk about, about why Annabelle is so amazing after this because Tom's coming up with a very cold take here. Um, not everybody can be right all the time, Tom. That's okay. Tell us, you know, you, you can join Mucky and his very cold takes. I'm perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so who else who else come on man you, you're still oh, on this yeah. so camille and i'm um, camille and, and and roha is that, that yeah that's how, his name the the really and roha's yeah. not extra he doesn't come across someone that's a oh, bit extra oh, in his life he's extra in my kind of way okay okay so <laughs> it, it's different you wouldn't understand chris you're not as extra as i am so you know <laughs> okay kuna bring anyway. back some i didn't realize we had an undercover mucky on the podcast tonight kuna who would you bring back who would you bring back? Mucky, and you can't choose annabelle because i've chosen her and i'll speak to it in a little bit who else would you bring back from the show i would love annabelle um i think similar to uh tom's roha pick i think elias was gone too soon i just wanted to see yeah. more of his outfits the the, <laughs> the, ne the neon pink <laughs> the full set like top and bottom like I yeah. loved, yeah. Uh, that was early on, early on in the season, and I, I really dug Guyton. I like. I don't know necessarily know from a game perspective because we didn't get enough of him, um, mm. but I I liked his personality. I dug him on screen. Um, Did you like the fact that he was sticking it to Roger the whole time about all the awards he won and things like that, and <laughs> Roger was feeling inferior? <laughs> it was good. It was very good. I also have a special place in my heart for Guyton. He's he's the original underbelly, Carl Williams. And there was a, a movie, TV movie, years and years ago when he was just young, a teenager essentially, which I don't know if anyone else has seen on earth, but I, I, I remember watching it and going, I like this kid. He's a good actor. And then he became Underbelly and he became Guyton Grantley and became the traitor. So I've got that going long way back with him. So I'd like to see him again. Yeah, yeah. Um, why is no one saying Mark? He was the goat from last season. I also saw Nigel because we're talking about season two, Chadu. We're talking about season two because Tom hasn't seen season one as of yet, but both good mentions, Mark and Nigel, potentially from season one to come back as well. Uh, for me, for from the season, obviously, Annabelle. I feel like Annabelle, for me personally, was the season. She was completely 
correct on her reads. I think that she would be the biggest threat, though, if she was to come back because her reads were so accurate. People will either get on board with it immediately, or if she's not a trader, people are going to vote like the traders are going to vote her out immediately because of how big of a threat she is. She even came up with the the meta strategy of keeping the shield yeah. a secret, which they kept using until the end of the game. Which I thought strategically, she went toe to toe with one of the best in reality TV in Australia with Luke Toki to the point where Luke Toki was willing to back her going down in flames with Annabelle this season. So that to me is goat status on its own. I love the one-liners that she was giving us, you know, from the beginning, the whole, you know, you don't want to, you know, I don't know the, ex know the exact one, but you, you, you don't want to startle your enemy. You want to get in bed with them. And that's when the knife and comes out, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Like she just had the best one-liners plus she really is one of us. She is a fan of these shows. She's she's someone that's so involved in the fan community when re when it comes to reality TV. Melbourne Survivor, you know, she's involved in that. She's really involved online and things like that. So, I mean, I've got her back no matter what. You don't have to listen to Tom, Annabelle. We love you. Myself and Kuna love you here. And everybody in the live loves you. Not everybody, not everybody can have it right all the time, you know. So, if it makes Tom, you feel any better, I, I genuinely felt for her when she was getting banished. Like, like, the, the yeah. level of gaslighting, I was like, damn, that uh, that would be tough. So I, I did sympathize with her when she got And out. the passion, yeah. the passion for wanting to play. Like, was there anybody oh, yeah. who wanted to play this season more than her? Maybe Sam at that same level. But I feel like she really desperately wanted to play this season. And she put on a clinic for us. And um, who else really from this season? Is there still left that we haven't spoken about? I, I wouldn't mind seeing Blake play another season in the sense mm. that I thought if he didn't have Sam there to anchor him, he could have been a bit more entertaining. But he he really was gun-shy in regards to... Yeah, I think Liam... Actually, I'd say Liam above... Because I just want to see if Liam could be as wrong twice in a row like he was this season. And then we like get more Tommy impressions. Yeah, like... Oh, yeah, exactly. That. Speaking of Christopher Walken before you... <laughs> you just... I endorsed that, Danica, saying that Annabelle should go on Big Brother... Um, Michael says secretly Tom is one of the biggest fans of Annabelle. So it's the treat the mean strategy here, the kindergarten strategy. Oh, he's nagging her. He's nagging her. <laughs> no, it's what no, it is. That's definitely not. Definitely not <laughs> it. So by the way, um, Danica, to respond to Danica before, um, my two total drama contestants would be Duncan and Courtney all the way. So you know, hundred percent, two best characters in the entire show. Hands I'll down. pretend like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta is watch. that the animated one? Animated yeah, the animated one. Yeah, animated right. survival. Right. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I think that's it here for this season's coverage of Traitors Australia season two. The finale is done and dusted. Thank you so much for everybody in the live. Out? Just quickly. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Go. The Prisoner's Dilemma has, like you said, it's been a long time game theory thing. If yes. anyone wants to see something really fascinating on YouTube, there's a British game show where basically the Prisoner's Dilemma is the game show. It's I have money in front of me, you have money in front of me, you write share or steal from the egg and they open up a golden ball. I think it's called Golden Balls. Be careful when you Google things like Golden Balls and see what comes up. But <laughs> in YouTube, I think it's okay. And yeah. there was one that stands out. What the guy did, and this is so fascinating, two people, if you both say steal, you get nothing. If you both say share, you share. And one of them says to the other guy, listen to me very carefully. I promise you 1,000% I'm writing steal. No matter what you do, I'm going to steal this money and we will both get nothing. But if you write share, I will give you half when we leave here. You're not going to win it, but I will give you half. But if you don't, 
I'm writing Steel. No matter what you do, you cannot convince me to write anything other than Steel. But you right. have to write Share if you want anything. So it's like, oh yeah. my gosh, what does he do, right? You put him right to it. He ended up, the other guy was like, are you you going to give me money? You're going to give me something. He goes, I will hmm. give you something, but I'm going to steal it, right? 100%. So he ended up sharing and, and doing what he wanted. And the guy who said, I'm going to write Steel, wrote Share. Right. right? <laughs> so it was the only way that he could guarantee, or not guarantee, but come close to guarantee that the other guy was definitely going to share by telling him I'm stealing no matter what. And right. if you watch it, the way it plays out, it's really fascinating. And I was like, I wonder if that, like, I think three way is incredibly difficult. You can't do it. Very Maybe difficult. you could, yeah. maybe you could, if you said I'm stealing no matter what the only, your only option to get something here is to write share. Maybe you could do it to three, but it's a really interesting look up golden balls on YouTube. I, I watched that years ago. And every time I see the prisoners dilemma coming, I go do the thing, do the golden ball <laughs> thing, but no one's seen that video apparently. So, all right. For everybody there that is interested in the prisoners dilemma, go check out the video here on YouTube recommended by Kahuna. Uh, Danica saying, Chris, you have to watch it. And I believe that is to the, the show that Tom mentioned earlier. So yeah, there's a lot of TV at the moment, Danica, that I have to watch that I, I haven't even watched Traders New Zealand yet. Um, and if I was to go play Traders New Zealand season two, um, I better better get my game up because it doesn't look like Mucky's getting the call, right, Mucky? Um, <laughs> kind of rub that in while he's there. Um, so I've got to, I've got to go um, you know, brush up my skill set on that. Uh, and also we have here Natalia saying, can't wait for season three. Yes, I think season three is going to be good. If it's anything like this season, I feel like it, it did improve from the previous season. And I do think season three will continue to improve even more. <laughs> Michael <laughs> saying, oh, don't even. What can I say, Andre? You know, like Mucky's been taking shots instead of being in the live <laughs> tonight. Like a, like a man, he's been a keyboard warrior. On the oh. sidelines, so so we got we got we got to call them out. We got to call them out. <laughs> hey, for everybody here in the live, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please consider subscribing to the channel. We're five subs off from two thousand subscribers. When we hit two thousand subscribers, we'll do a very special live. I'm hoping that we can hit that within the next week, so we can make some plans for that to celebrate the success here of the channel. Um, if you like this content, we are going to be back myself. Kahuna and Jake will be back to talk about Survivor 45 this weekend. Uh, we'll be doing our draft pick on the channel as well as challenge content between myself and Kahuna talking about the latest episode and Wheel of Time with my boy Will of Time will be happening again here on the channel as well. We had so much fun doing that last week. So plenty of content still to come. Thank you everybody here in the live and catch you guys next time. Bye.